Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 5 in Edmonton, hour number two, Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We're getting hundreds of texts today, lots of wide variants of opinion. It's a wonderful thing. And you can keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now, you can tweet me Personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan Escott with uh, two E's and two T's. Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the horses and Horse Racing Alberta featuring live standard bread racing Saturday and Sunday at Century Mile. Fan access is limited, but you can still watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Horse Racing Alberta employing Albertans contributing to the economy and caring for our horses. All right, we're going to bang off about five quick texts, Mark. Here we go. Tyler says, Bob, Spectre is actually pushing for a return to the heavy hockey crap that Shirelli was going for that set this team back years due to questionable roster decisions. Unbelievable, says Tyler. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. KDK says, Bob, unless the moves you're talking about uh, involves adding a significantly better defenseman than what we have. There are no moves that will make this team a contender. What people fail to realize is that no third-line center or backup goalie is going to substantially increase the team's success. The defense uh, needs to be better. Clefbaum ain't doing it. And he goes on to say, goalies have been a variable the past three years. The constant and the same defensive core. Goaltending is a byproduct of your defense. See the Islanders, Colorado, Columbus, Blue Jackets. Goaltending shouldn't be a priority. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, Ken Holland thought so much of Corey Crawford that he chose not to sign him. Sam says, Bob, today I totally agree with Spectre. Oh my God, says Sam, the world is ending. This text comes in saying, Bob, don't forget Dave Tippett. He started Smith over Koskinen, then left Smith in for five, didn't pull him after three. Koskinen is not the coach's guy. Uh, Bob, stop saying, another text out of Edmonton, stop saying they are going to play. The NHL has no choice financially. Uh, And here we go. Uh, this just in, uh, Bob, Mark Spector thinks the NHL has been around for hundreds of years. I, I, I he was using that as a, and he goes, I, I think Mark's right. We need to bring back Milan Lucic. Uh, <laughs> Jason from Sagudo. Last segment, Bob said sexy guys and Speck said nice looking units. Laugh out loud. Times have changed between you two. From Jason from Sancudo. Spec, it's good Jason's got a, a sense of humor because some days you need it. Anyways, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Just, you know, you talk about the fact that the game's played a certain way. 
and you need to have you changed over time with your opinion on that or have you always felt that's been the case what do you mean it's played a certain way what do you what well do you, you mean? said they've been playing the game you said like hundreds of years you know you gotta it's a firmer more competitive because i because I, I i gotta tell you i think well, some go for it i, I no, cut you off i mean it's there's no question that the, the the playoff the game in the playoffs is played a different uh it's a harder tougher uh you know more guys battling harder everybody putting it on the line not just some of the guys it compared to regular season hockey i mean there's no question and the statistics show that gold scoring goes down yeah. and the statistics show uh, i'm looking at one here one goal games in the postseason last year 42.5 percent of the games were one goal games 42 and a half percent in the playoffs 49.2 so just about half the games are one goal games in the playoffs yeah so that's significant it means that you know, every goal, I guess to, to boil it down to its most simplest form is every single goal counts a lot more in the playoffs or a certain amount more in the playoffs than it does in the regular season. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, sometimes I just think, Mark, there's some teams built, the, you know, where the wrong, like, I think if Edmonton would have gotten Vancouver or Calgary, like if we would have just completed the 2019-20 season, we might we might be having a different type of conversation. Maybe. And, and Maybe. you could say what it could have should have. And here's my theory why. Because I, I agree the game is played differently. I also don't think this is going to be the finished Oilers team if we get to the point where the Oilers are, you know, you see Edmonton as a playoff thing. I, I think Edmonton will have a competitive team. Uh, but, I, again, I think they're going to have a competitive team almost every year. I certainly didn't see the regression in 17-18. I can tell you that. Uh, but I'm going to go back to 5 6 I thought the orders were all wrong for Detroit at that time. Detroit had speed and skill. There were some rumblings. I mean, they were they finished miles ahead of the orders in the regular season. Not like Edmonton and Chicago this year. But I thought the orders were wrong for Detroit in that series. I didn't think Edmonton would get past San Jose, and they did. But I thought they were wrong. And you know what? When Edmonton, when the orders drew Chicago, and Pittsburgh drew, like Pittsburgh, a team with a championship chin. That's the word I'm going to use. Like, they can take a punch, that organization, okay? Yep. They've won two cups in the last four years. Like, that's a good that's a good organizer, two cups in the last five years, I guess, now. They won in 16 and 17. Uh, you know, two five-seeds losing to the 12-seeds, and you, we heard rumblings even before the league made it official, Mark, that specifically Pittsburgh – was unhappy because of Carey Price, and that was the X factor. Well, as it turned out, Montreal had better goaltending. Not a physical team, but a committed team. And then the Oilers played a team with championship pedigree, the Blackhawks. Again, I, I think we have a completely different conversation. Like, man, this, I mean, things, we had uh, Murat Itesh on yesterday from the Athletic out of Winnipeg, Mark. And we talked a bit about the Jets. Do you think for a second the Jets lose as quickly to Calgary as they did if they had both Mark Scheifele and Patrick Laine available in that series. They couldn't score a power play goal. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Right? So things change. So, well, so what, are we, what are you getting at? I, I, well, I, I just wonder how... All right. It's disappointing Edmonton lost. Off for four months. Drew a team that had won three Stanley Cups with their core players. They and both dom- off for four months, yeah. Yep. And dominated the back half. Of, and those guys in Chicago are sitting there saying, why in the hell does everybody think we're going to lose to these guys? These guys haven't won squat yet. And they got some pride. 
right? And the Oilers lacked the depth. And Chicago was actually deeper at forward than Edmonton in that series. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Of, you know, they got goals from uh, depth players, right? And the Oilers have improved their depth players because that's what they could afford to do at this time, Mark. Well, they've improved them offensively for sure. You know, they've improved their depth players offensively. There is no doubt about that, that their depth guys, they've got great offense all the way through their lineup now. So does the Leafs, Bob. You know, so does the Leafs. So offense is great. We all love offense, you know. But the time's going to come when you've got to stop the other team from scoring. Right, the time's going to come when there's a whole bunch of fifty-fifty puck battles because that's the kind of team you're playing, and you're running out a bunch of guys who are 175 pounds. You're going to lose a lot of those battles, and this whole argument about well, having the puck's awesome. If you have the puck, they can't score on you. But about when they take the puck away from you and you can't get it back, how about that? What's the one thing Tippett can coach? Well, I don't know. Lots of things. He's a good coach. The penalty kill, he's a good defensive coach, I guess. He's also a good offensive coach. He's always been a good defensive coach. I see that as being an area where, like, Mark, I think there's going to be organic growth. in the. I think there's going to be a maturation. I'm not going to agree with your perspective that the Oilers lost because their top two players didn't play good enough defense. I don't buy that, Mark. What I, what I, what I, I just don't think they were good enough in support roles, and they ran up against the wrong opponent in that series. And it's tough to gauge a four-game series. I think Edmonton's improved their team five on five, and I think there'll be some maturation and growth defensively from the entire group because of the coach. I think that is well, going to occur. Listen, two things. They in the in the you know Chicago blew Edmonton out in game one of that series. Edmonton blew Chicago out in game two of that series. It became a best of three series. Uh, in games three and four. Edmonton was outscored 3 nothing in the third period. It was 3-2 Edmonton going into the third period of game three. They got outscored 2 nothing. It was 2-2 going into the third period of game four. They got outscored one nothing. So, you know, they, they didn't score any goals in the third period in, in the important two third periods. The other thing is, I said to Ken Holland, was it yesterday? So well, you've added all these guys. How are you getting harder to score against? He said, you know what, it's a good question, and the guys we have are going to have to play defense. And if they don't play, if they can't defend, then other guys are going to get the chance. So what you're saying is right, Bob. Ken Holland's leaving Dave Tippett's this lineup and saying, get these guys to be better defensive players. But I'm jumping ahead of the queue, and I'm saying that there will be a time when they're going to say, we need guys who can play defense better than the guys we have. I don't think you can say to Tyler Ennis, become a really strong defensive player. He's 155 pounds, right? There's not many strong defensive players in the playoffs. There's some, maybe, somewhere, but not many. I don't think you're ever going to say to Jesse Pugliarvi, become a strong defensive player, Jesse. I don't think that's what he does. So just the way Tampa struggled and struggled and struggled, and, and when Julian Breesbaugh decided, I'm not going to blow it up, but I am going to go get Blake Coleman, I am going to go get Barkley Goodrill, I am going to go get Patty Maroon, right? So, too, will Ken Holland say, okay, I need some of these guys, and they might not score much, but they're going to make me, they're going to help me win not as much in the regular season, but a whole lot more in the playoffs. Mark, 860 save percentage for Vasilevsky when they lost to Columbus and they didn't have Victor Hedman. Did oh, they win, Bob? They did, they, Tampa's been good forever and they haven't won anything until this year, right? They've been good for a long time. Well, they had That's to decide. They just they had to. Who who got who won the Conn Smythe? By the way, uh, I voted on it. Hedman. 
Wild Bill texts the show to say, is Spectre serious? Has he not witnessed the decade of darkness? Oilers fans know if you don't have the talent, you'll never end up playing the games uh, that are hard to play against uh, becomes a factor. Nice to see a deep, talented forward group finally. Well, I think in fairness, Mark, I will say this. I could foresee a scenario where there needs to be a choice between Cahoon or Ennis come playoff time. Because I think the Oilers will make some alterations. Like they, they might not play if, you know, there there might be scenarios where they're both not in the lineup in the same game. Huh. And that, Yamamoto's on the right side. And if, if you I think you got to give... I think you got to give Baron Yamamoto a second playoff year before you. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not giving up on Yamamoto. What I'm trying to say is Yamamoto is a player every night on this team. And that's just, so if you're going to say we're giving our second line right wing spot to a guy who weighs 152 pounds, then I can't have a left winger that weighs 152 pounds too. That's my point. Yeah. You know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins isn't a center anymore because McDavid and Drysaddle are here, but he's also was ineffective at times as a center, Bob, because a guy like, you know, Joe Thornton, a guy like, remember, remember Big Martin Hansel? Nuge couldn't play against those guys. They could shut him down, right? Now he's not a, McDavid's different. McDavid's just so good that guys aren't shutting him down. But Nuge is a good example of an extremely talented, good player that when he got up against big, strong sentiment, they were all so good, he wasn't good enough because he wasn't big and strong enough. There and was get a, to that point in hockey, Bob. There, there was a scenario where you could have had McDavid and Drysaddle on one line, and that's if you still had – I know the ship has sailed. But Hall gave you a different dimension because of the speed, and speed still kills in this. And we've moved more to that mark over time. Like, I, I'm oh, going yeah. to be intrigued to see what happens in Toronto because, they, you know, they bring Spezza back. They brought in Thornton. And there's going to be scenarios where those guys don't play in the same game. because, And then they've uh, added Simmons, who you and me loved for years. But the drop-off for those players tends Huge. to be precipitate, precipitous, right? We'll see how how this goes. I, 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 guess, I, I guess the way I look at this, Mark, is we're two and a half months away from even training camp. I like the fact that the Oilers made cheap, short-term bets yep. to, to, to have yep. a better top nine Yep. And I, at some point, one of those wingers is going to end up moving for another piece, and then the wild cards in goal. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and tell you the Oilers have one of the four best teams in the West. They're not Colorado, they're not Vegas. But I'll tell you this right now: Vancouver was a deeper team than Edmonton last year. They were. They are they, a deeper team. They have not, better depth. Better not, depth not sure they're quite as deep this year as they were last year up front. Where, uh, and I don't think there is as good a goal. Calgary is better in goal, and, and that said, Talbot played pretty well in the playoffs for them. Um, we'll, we'll 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 see here. And, and I, again, I think if Edmonton plays Calgary, Vancouver in a normal playoff series, it's a completely different playoffs for Edmonton than the play-in series last year. Again, you can text us at any time. Man, the the, the lines are hot, spec. They're really hot. Uh, this comes in, uh, Mark. Comparing the Leafs' defense to the Oilers' defense is a tragedy. The Leafs were the fifth worst team in the NHL in goals against. The Oilers were the 14th best. The Leafs had to score the second most goals in the league, or they would have been a lottery team. Now I'm going to have to figure out. Uh, I'm going to have to go check those. Actually, Brendan, Brendan, can you uh, just text that for me just to verify that those numbers are right? I know that he's got the Oilers' numbers. 
Bob, uh, Fletch from Calgary says you win league titles with offense, but Stanley Cups with defense. I think there's a, hey, it's the oldest saying in sport, right? Defense wins championships. Yep. So there you go. Brian Asmark says, Bob, we're just going to need to bring up Nugent Hopkins. Uh, was just going to bring up Nugent needs, uh, we need to get assets for him. He's a tweener, not fast enough to dominate that way, not tough enough or big enough to dominate the other way. Good all-around player. But if he's in your top six, you lose to Chicago all day. I, I don't, I mean. No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I mean, you can't, I guess you just can't have all the same type of player. And, and really, in a nutshell, I'm looking at the Oilers lineup and I'm seeing in their top nine, I'm seeing a lot of the same type of player. So yeah. On the wings, right? On their wings. You, who, no one's complaining about the sentiment, Bob. You know, I don't know how Kyle Turris is going to be as a third line center. I guess we're going to see. Offensively, he was one of the better third, you know, three C's in hockey, I would think. But, a line, a, a, you know, third line sentiment has to be able to handle himself defensively. He's got to be able to win important face-offs. He's got to be able to kill penalties. And he's got to be able to go up against the other team's best players and not get scored on all the time. I'm going to have to watch and see about Kyle Turris because yeah. I've never seen him in that role. I've Mark, never seen for, him in that role. To me, there's one obvious move that's going to transpire here. Once once we get playing, okay, and at some point during the year, if, if Haas doesn't kick the door down and demand full-time play, I, I see Edmonton, you know, and it's not not a huge reach, but I see the Oilers getting themselves a fourth line center that change, and maybe a veteran guy that's got a little bit of savvy. Yeah, spe- like spe- a, a guy like Richardson's a good example. Yeah, right? someone yeah. like that. Spec for, forgot that we have Cassian, Nurse, and Kara. Tough guys, speed and skill wins. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, Mark, different Mark says, uh, is Mark trying to be oppositional? The team is poised for greatness, just not this year. The de- the defense of this coming year won't be the defense of the following. We don't know what Paul Yarvey will be yet. However, he will be whatever he needs to be up to remain in the NHL or he won't be in the NHL. Bob's speed always kills. If you can get in front and make the other team open up, you can bury your opponent. That's what I saw in the playoffs. This occurred over and over again. Open up the phone lines. I'll be glad to retort to Spectre's critique. Well, we got guys. Uh, well, now Haji's saying you're throwing clickbait out there uh, by comparing the Oilers to the Leafs. What a bigger trigger than the Leafs competition to uh, comp, uh, comparison to trigger Oilers uh, fans. Toughness didn't win for Tampa. Effort did. Size sometimes doesn't translate to effort. Uh, Penner, cough, cough. See you not. <laughs> Here we go. Well, you and me have argued on Dustin Penner for years. I thought he was actually a fairly effective player. For certainly the last couple seasons, he was in Edmonton. He scored over 50 goals his final two years here. So, yeah, Mark, it's all. Well, it's if all. You don't have, if you don't have size, you need tenacious. And I mean, a guy like Yamamoto is a good example. Right. You know, we've we've talked about him the whole time. He's the smallest guy in the ice, and and he wins his share of puck battles. I mean, at times, he's, he's no one has any problem with the way he plays. But like I said, you, you can't put another 155-pound guy on the other wing from him. You need a bigger person. The you know, thing you need that, guys that yeah. win some battles. To win playoff series, you just need it. The same thing that happened to Yamamoto in his first two stints with the Oilers, Mark, at the start of the 17-18 season, the 18-19 season, he didn't get any puck luck. 
Like, he made plays. He, he was involved in strips. He's gotten better at that, but come playoff time, the, it gets ratcheted up a bit, and he and Bear had some tough moments. And you know what? I'm 100% of the belief that they're going to kick it, uh, kick the door open here, carrying forward in their NHL career. There you go. Uh, Hacksaw says, Bob, put me down on spec side. He's bang on. The Oilers got more scoring skill, but they'll be easier to play against. When the playoffs are no longer big boy hockey, I'll alter my take. And that comes to us from Hacksaw. And my point is, Hacksaw, I think the Oilers will make a couple changes uh, to the lineup between now and the playoffs that will alter the complexion of their team and, and maybe give Mark a little bit more of what he likes. Spec, all right, so we're not asking you who you'd vote for. You've already established you're going to be watching the election. I yeah. asked the, the listeners, and we got hundreds of responses. Who's who's winning? Well, I'd vote for Biden if I was voting in the American election, and I think that it, all signs point to him winning. I think that I have uh, enough trust in our good friends uh, south of the border uh, to make a call on character and and equality and acceptance and bringing a country together. You know, I, I think I trust the people that I know there feel that way, that, that just because the guy's got a strong economy, it doesn't give him the right to do all the other things that Trump does. You can be a, you can have a strong, build a strong economy, Bob, and be an okay person, right? And not stack up all the, you know, I don't even go into all the things going right. on in Trump's life. So, yeah, I think Biden's going to win because I have some trust in the American people that they would like to see a little bit more character, a little more presidential in their president. Uh, Mark, for the record, I, I think Biden will end up winning the election, too. Uh, I will I will say this. When it comes to politics, it's interesting. I think we've gotten to the place now where people don't care that much. They just want their guy to win. I mean, if you ask people in Quebec and Ontario and the Atlantic from a federal perspective, I don't think they care as much about things like SNC-Lavalin or we as maybe a certain segment in Alberta that doesn't feel that they're getting a fair shake on a day-to-day basis from the federal liberals. There's some people in Alberta that would think that way. So, and, and again, this is the polarization from the left to the right. And you know what? When it comes to hockey teams, a lot of fans just want to see their team win. And I, I do think the orders are headed to a better direction. And I do think they're going to do it differently than maybe some people thought. And I don't think they're done building the team. Oh, I don't think they're done either, Bob. They better not be. Awesome stuff. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Take care. That is Mark Spector. It's 127 in Edmonton. we got to take care of some business right here, right now. We're going to re-engage the one and only Brendan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios. Mark Spector's appearances and orders now for Horse Racing Alberta, featuring live standard bed racing Saturday and Sunday at Century Mile. Fan access is still limited, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Horse Racing Alberta, employing Albertans, contributing to the economy, and caring for our horses. To the Oilers now, prospect report for James H. Brown, personal injury lawyers. James H. Brown, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, they want you to stay safe and stay positive. What do you got for me on the prospect report today, Brendan? Well, I can tell you left winger Tyler Benson is off to a reasonably good start in the second Swiss league. So far, he's a point-per-game player through five contests there. Dmitry Samarukov has played 21 games with Seska Moscow in the KHL this season. He's plus 13. He's 
He's got a pair of goals and five helpers. 2019 uh, third rounder Ilya Konovalov also playing in the KHL. He's been splitting time in net recently though with Eddie Pasquale uh, with the locomotive Yaroslav. Wow. In eight games though, uh, Konovalov with a 2.03 goals against average, a 9.33 save percentage. Pasquale's numbers are ridiculous. It's like a sub one goals against average. So clearly they've been riding the hot hand there of late. Uh, we'll mention too one of the team's other goaltending prospects, Olivier Rodrigue. He's playing in the Austrian league. He also has a sub two goals against average. Just two starts for him. Cooper Marodi is also playing in Austria. He only has one game in so far. All right, uh, that's the Oilers prospect report for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It is 128 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, we'll hear from Michael Rupp, a longtime NHL player, works with the NHL Network and is involved in the Pittsburgh Penguins broadcast as well. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.